Dead Bodies is not for the squeamish and is intended for mature audiences. I need to talk about masks. Just wear one. Yes, I do. And... I cannot believe the amount of people in the supermarket that are not wearing masks. And can I tell you the craziest story? And I swear I'm not making this up. This is a real story. Yes. You're going to laugh. No, I'm not. You are. My face is straight. No, wait. So I was walking around, everyone, like, it's 50-50, right? Some people are wearing masks, some aren't. Mm. I'm wearing a mask. Mm -hmm. Um, I've now started, I put one in my little, I've got a little wallet clutch thing that has my right. keys and I, now I have one in there permanently a little cloth one mm-hmm. um, and so I went to go and buy my fruit and nut chocolate because I love fruit and nut chocolate because I'm essential thank you mm, excellent yes. choice think... <laughs> yeah it is a good choice it's it's a fabulous choice mm-hmm. everyone thinks I'm 108 like oh do you like Christmas cake too yeah I do anyway so <laughs> it was just me and one other man in the aisle yes and he had a scarf tied around his head and I thought not ideal but he's trying yeah I went to bend down to was pick it Johnny up... Depp no. no to pick up my fruit and nut because I had to buy the big block because the smaller ones were sold out how big the best... like the one that's the almost a square one. yes that's the best yeah. size I ate it all by myself for three days <laughs> wow yeah I've been that person as I bent down to pick it up he farted oh no. Yes, he did. Did he acknowledge it? <laughs> no, he did not. What? And it was a little weeny one too. It was like what? a. Oh no! He yeah. was trying to hold it in. And I thought, he was you absolute fucker! Oh. And I walked away. I was like, I'm out. Oh, I'm out. Because no. I'm like, you've covered your face, but you're fighting. That's still bad air coming it's, out. What is happening with you? You could have got that through your eyes. And then I didn't pick up the fruit and nut because that happened. I got startled. I walked away, and I went. <laughs> You will not stop me from getting that chocolate. I went back. I held my breath and I was wearing a mask anyway. And yeah. I went back into the fart air to get my fruit and nut. I, and people say when there's a bad smell to block your nose yeah. and breathe through your mouth. But I don't want to taste it. Neither. I don't want that bad air going in my Neither. mouth. Neither. Because you can taste it when it's happening. <sighs> Disgusting. Well, now face masks are mandatory Good. in Melbourne. And Good. I'm all about it. Do it. But now people are going to film people not wearing masks. They are. I'm about to message my dad right well, now good. and my mum and say, like, you guys need to make sure that you're doing this. Yeah. My mum and dad are just staying safe at home and I feel bad for them. Like, they had to live through a war. Now this is, like, almost, you know, the same kind of weird – I don't want them having to go through this and I also want to see them more and I don't want to go drive all the way down there because I don't think I'm allowed to. And no, you're old. not. It's too far. Them, Where are they? Like far On the mornings in Peninsula. Yeah, same. My dad's down there too. Too yeah. far. Can't go there. I know. Can I tell you a nice thing that happened? Yes. This is a really sweet thing that happened. I don't know if you've seen my Twitter lately, but the other no, day... No, I deleted my Twitter. Oh, did you? During my leave. Oh, okay. So I had two weeks off and I deleted it. All right. I'll show you what you missed. So I... Um, so I've, I'm kind of terrified that Karen's going to try and cheer me up for Harvey Okay. By bringing home a puppy. But oh, my that's... God. I can't wait. My heart screams for that moment. Just do it. You'll never, ever no. get over the loss of it. No, don't say no. You, I'm telling you. I'm, I'm saying not, no. I'm not ready. No, you are. This is the thing. I have a cousin. 
who is the biggest animal lover in the world, mm. her dog passed away. Lab, like 15 years old, and she was telling me, I'm not ready. And I said to her, Dogs need owners like you. I know, but don't don't you do it either. I feel like everyone thinks that that's how they're going to cheer me up and it won't. I'm not going to buy you a dog, but if your husband buys you a dog or your family buys you a dog. Well, it was interesting what happened because, uh, so I'll I'll show you what he brought home in a moment. But um, when he showed me this picture, uh, I said to him, darling, I have this feeling that you're going to bring home a puppy to try and cheer me up. Yeah. Can I just say... Please don't, because I'm not ready for that you just yet. Ready. I will be ready, but no, I'm not. I promise you, I'm not. I'm still. I'm. Ba- I'm not in a good stage. I will get there, but, but I'm not there yet. Not, you know when you smell their little milk bellies. Uh, well, this is the thing. Okay, yes. I know that so, smell. Yes, yes, and you just smell them, and they're I know. delightful. But I don't puppy want breath. To- I'm not yes. ready to erase. See, that will erase Harvey. No, I'm it not won't. ready to do that. Yes, it will. It will. It will. I promise. And this is what it's like when you have a second baby. You've had the first one, and you go. I'm not ready. I'm not ready because I can only love one baby. How am I going to love another one? I don't even okay. want it to arrive. And then it, when it arrives, when it brings I got love Bruce, with it. the love of my life, Yes. I said to my sister after two weeks of having him, I don't love that dog yet. Oh. I said that. I said, I don't love that dog yet because mm. I hadn't gotten over my family dog. And now that dog would take a bullet for me. And I yeah, love that I know, dog. Like, I know. He's, he's got all the secrets. My, he knows all the secrets. Yeah. Um, I swear to you, you just have to like trust me. I I, you're not ready. I know what you're saying, but I'm not ready. Do you I'm need not... a dog eventually that looks nothing like Harvey? Total I don't opposite. even know that. I can't even. I'm still at a stage where I can't look at pictures of Harvey. I okay. can't look at uh, this. Is okay. Okay, we're gonna have to change the subject. Okay, because you're gonna get upset. Good. Yep. Okay. Yep. Yep. Okay. So you think oh, your husband's gonna bring home a dog? It. It's okay to be upset about this dog. Everyone loves dogs. Everyone loves dogs. More than humans. Well, this is where I'm leading to. Okay, so <clears throat> as I gather myself. Gather yourself. So, oh, damn it. Okay. I stop this. Poor Kirsten has to deal with this daily. It's I keep fine. saying I'm I don't know why you, like, why you hate falling apart about it. Because I it's, just have it in me that. No, it's because dogs crying. aren't assholes. Okay, so what happened was Kieran, in his attempt to, and I think he, what he was doing, I think because I reckon, because when I said to him, don't bring a puppy home because yeah. I'm not ready. Yeah. He kind of pretended that he was busy with his work paper and stuff, but yeah. he, he did a he little sideways a glance up. And yeah. I could see it was yeah. written all over him. That's yeah. what he was planning to do. So I was glad I'd actually said it. But anyway, okay. what he did was so he must be telling everyone everywhere that I'm just horrendous to live with because I keep yeah. crying about the dog. Yeah. And so one of the guys that he works with on a building site has just got a new puppy. Okay. So Karen brought home a picture of the puppy, which I'm about to show Shana. Okay, okay we'll capture her ready. reaction. Like, I'm not ready. You are ready for this. And um, I put the puppy up on my Twitter. So let me show you, Chanel. This is Smudge. Shut the actual fuck. <laughs> are you going to tell me that if Smudge came home, you're not ready? You're not ready. <laughs> so Kirsten has seen you're Smudge. You're not ready. Kirsten's seen Smudge. I'm Kirsten's obsessed seen with Smudge. smudge. That, what did that you dog write? social media. What did you write there? I'm okay. still grieving my beautiful boy, Harvey, so I'm overly interested in other people's pups. This is little guy Smudge belongs to my husband's workmate. Okay, so... There's another picture of Smudge. I couldn't post that one because Smudge's little... Their, their child is there. Like, that dog will break your heart. If, if you're not on Twitter... So, if, you if are... that comes home, you are not ready. 
I'm not ready. I love it, but You're I'm not, not ready. ready. I'm happy to look at other people's puppies. Okay, so, so it's that... at DD Don't Leave You, by the okay, way, if you want to look I up on Twitter. I am not going to buy you a dog, and I'm not going to encourage anyone to buy you a dog. But if Smudge <laughs> trotted in here <laughs> right now... Oh, I would love it and look after it. Yes. But <laughs> I would still cry every night when I go to bed. Yeah, but this isn't about you. This is about dogs needing good owners, and people like you should always own dogs. This is oh, why I, tell I see people. what you're saying. It's yeah. not about you. It's I know. about a dog having a wonderful owner. Can the beautiful doggos wait just a little bit? No. Mm-hmm. I want them to wait just a little bit. So <laughs> let me tell you what happened. Born. Let me tell you how. So I tweeted a smudge with that message saying, yeah. you know, look, I'm because when I go for a walk at the park, I'm, I'm. I'm literally crossing the park to pat other people's dogs. Do you mind if I oh, pat your dog? Okay. I know all their names. And this is DD not ready for a dog. I know where the golden retriever lives on the way. Yeah. I know where Disney, the little yeah. golden retriever, oh, I'm show you a photo. every dog. I, yeah. I, yeah. So I tweeted that and people started sending me their doggos. Yeah, I love it. This is so, like when I do daily dog on Twitter. And I get more traction on daily dog than when I do posting about any other stories. Yeah. So people then... Look at this family. They cut a hole in their fence so their dog can look out. That's so good. So then I sent it, put another, because people were all sending me dogs. Yeah. You'd have to look through the thread of both of those. Yeah. Those um, tweets. Hang on, there's smudge, smudge. again. Oh, hang on. Hang on. Um, people started sending me pictures of their dogs saying, oh, here's, here's my doggo to, to cheer you up. These are all the pictures are not coming up. But everywhere, look at all these yeah. dogs. Yeah. People were all sending me their dogs. So yeah. then I put up a set, look. Look, just to cheer me up and say, hi, hello, yeah. where are all the doggos? And then I put another one up saying, thank you, everyone, for sending me all the comfort doggos. And more people started sending me comfort doggos. And it was just dog after dog See? after dog saying, the hello, gr- hello, 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 hello. We're here to cheer you up. Hello. Yeah. It's the oh, best thing that's ever happened to me. the most horrific thing that my dog did? Yes. This is dogs being bad. Go on. Okay, so we have an iRobot vacuum thing. Oh, I hate those things. They're it stupid. It goes around the house and it cleans Yeah, up but it doesn't because... work if you've got a golden retriever. The hair does No, it's... we have floorboards. They get dusty. Nicholas has this thing about like seeing dust, so there's the iRobot. Right. My dog took a shit on the rug and then the iRobot ran over it. <laughs> <laughs> How's that? I can I beat that. How much do you... That tests how much you love your dog. And I could hear the iRobot... <laughs> <laughs> It was stuck, right? And I'm thinking, oh, it really should have unstuck itself by now. And I thought, mm, anyway, kept doing what I was doing. I was like, no, I better go check. There it was just doing like burnouts on the shit. And I should have known because it was Barry because I can tell the difference between Barry's shit and Bruce's shit because of the size. Bruce is very small. So they're like petite they're petite little ones that just you, those are the even... worst people don't pick those up because they think oh that's not going to bother anyone but then they're no, like randomly everywhere and you step on them I stepped no. on one the so other day so this was bigger and I, Barry has this thing where he knows he's done something bad so if Barry was a murderer just mm-hmm. to bring it back into theme as soon as he the body was found he'd he's a runner Right. Because as soon as we find anything that he's done in the house, it doesn't go in the house, but like if he's chewed something or he's straight out the back door. Right. He's straight out. (laughs) And he's like, and like it will, that little thing will be in the house. So like his shit that he did on the rug, which I later worked out was because he was scared to walk past the Roomba to get out the backyard. Oh, I see. Right. So it was the Roomba's fault. 
he fixed that thing up. Yeah, didn't he? so correct. <laughs> I then had he to won't YouTube. Let me out. I had take to YouTube this. how to take your Roomba apart because it has run over dog shit, and that is a video. There's several different. Really, this is a common theme. This has happened to many people. Anyway, so Barry is always straight out, and he sits in the furthest back corner of the garden the, as far as he can get away from Aww. the house even in the rain Oh, and he sits there because he knows I'm in so much trouble oh. I know I wasn't meant to do that oh no and I, yeah but you still love them yes you do so you, you do. should definitely keep touching other people's dogs and inviting people to send you photos of the dog that you're not ready for oh I'm more send more dogs I just it's so lovely it's like every time I I had to turn it off and go to bed and cry because it was making me no but it was so lovely like the beautifulness of all the dogs so I had to stop looking that night and then when I got up in the morning and then you know in your Twitter mentions there's like a little number and it was like it said 20 plus and I went oh my god no and I started looking through and it made me so happy I couldn't my honestly my heart was singing of all the dogs and you're not ready. No, I'm. I'm love looking at other people's ones, but I'm not ready for one. Okay, let's go. You go first. We're not talking about dogs anymore. No, I've had it enough. Okay. <laughs> well, every time you think, you just think about Barry and the Roomba. <laughs> Friend of mine had a whippersnipper and a puppy, and yep. he was whipper. Oh. Yep. And no. and it gets its worst. This is a guy called Nigel. Used to work with at the last radio station, and as he went. He sort of caught out the corner of the eye the, the puppy poo. Yeah. But didn't not enough time to stop himself. And you know how the whippersnippers got that little thing that goes, yep. Oh. And he went, ah, and he yelled. Oh, no, it went in his mouth. Teeth. Got oh, on his mouth. Oh, yep. yuck. Yep. He could not get the taste out. Barry oh. sometimes smells my breath. I think that's normal for dogs. Like he'll come up onto my chest and he'll go, just smell my How breath. How bad is our banter today? Oh, it's so bad. Anyway, okay. Sorry. 13 minutes on not dog's bad banter. Like, dog banter is lovely, but yeah. just how much of it will be in trouble again. Okay. So, um, we touched on this last time with my story about the TikTok video mm-hmm. and photos of, and video, I guess, of bodies ending up online. Um, and there's also other places you can see dead bodies that we know, the museums of dead people that are cut up and all that kind of stuff. Um, But what I've recently realized is more and more the public are taking photos of dead people and those photos are ending up online. Oh. Yes. So this for me, actually, I don't know if I've ever spoken about this on this podcast, but one of the first dead bodies I ever saw was when we turned up to a car accident. It was a weekend. I was, it was many, many years ago and the ambulance weren't there yet. We turned up before the ambulance did. And so the guy, it was two cars and uh, kind of head on. And the guy was hanging out the windscreen dead. Oh, God. Yeah. And it was really confronting, obviously. And then out strolls Joe Blow out of his house, phone up. Oh. Just taking photos. Was it on like a suburban street or something? Yeah, or... yeah, yeah. It was on a suburban street. So Ooh. just started taking photos. And obviously I'm there with a TV camera. So we are also filming, but those photos aren't – what we film isn't going to end up anywhere. Yes, yes. You've abound by rules of decency and Correct. Whatever. And I said to him, what are you doing? He goes, oh, what? And I was like, don't take photos of that person. Mm. And he, I'm like, who are you going to show them to? And I kind of just shook my head at him and walked off. But people do this. 
It's such a violation, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, it's such a violation. And we've obviously heard of this recently with the Eastern Freeway crash yeah. here, that um, man taking photos of um, deceased police officers. Mm. Um, I need to credit an article here. It was a Vice article they did about taking photos of bodies. And they found this case about a UPS driver named Jonathan Thomas. He was stung by a bee while he was making his deliveries and he had a reaction he swerved and crashed his truck into a tree and he died Mm. now an ambulance driver turned up by the name of angel willis and she took a photo of mr thomas's body the ambulance driver that's weird yeah and began sending it to people what His family later took legal action against her, saying the offending photographs clearly depicted identifying features of Jonathan Thomas as well as his mortal wounds. They were unsightly and intrusive. I wonder if she did it because the bee sting had done something. Maybe, but she had a unusual. For this. So it was reported that she had previously circulated photos of a corpse that her husband had transported from hospital to a funeral home. Oh. But this isn't an isolated case. So as I started looking, and this Vice article was excellent, there was another case mentioned about a woman called Nikki Katsouris. Now, she died in 2006 in a car crash in California. And what happened in that case was that the Californian Highway Patrol mishandled the crash scene photos mm-hmm. And they ended up online. <gasps> oh, my God. That is, to me, insane because especially when we apply for photos in court, there's such a – we make such a big deal of saying, like, we don't want anything to, with the body in it, but we might apply for a photo of the gun. Yeah, yeah. Or we might apply for a photo of the weapon or – I don't know if there's something else significant, but we will always make a point of writing. We do not want anything that would depict the deceased or anything that would have blood or anything like that because it's so distressing for the family. Yeah. So how these photos ended up out on the internet, I have no idea, but it gets worse. Oh, no. Yeah. So there's so many sick fucks out there. We know that. Um, Her family began getting trolled and what these trolls would do was they would send the family members emails that looked like a normal email yeah and they would attach these photos so that the family members would open them and see the photos again and again and again wow and this went on for years and those photos are still online and i'm not advocating to go and look at them but They are still online, and I only know that because when I was Googling to try and find information, you know how there's like the image part that comes up first on Google where there's images of what you searched? Yes. It's like, it's there. Wow. And I didn't click it. I just saw a small version of it, and it looked horrendous from the small version I saw, and I didn't click it. I've got a confession. It's horrible, but I kind of want to see it. It's horrible. Oh. Yeah. But... When saying it's horrible, I also put myself into the position of I know heaps of major crash investigators that would have to see that stuff all the time. Yeah. You know, and that it made me think of them. Um, so they keep getting all these emails 
um, and this, yeah, this went on for years. In the end, they were awarded over $2 million, but it came six years after the fact and only after they had spent years trying to remove the images from the internet. As you know, they're still there. Yeah. Um, but yes, I realized that this is a real problem from what I could find in the US with first responders sharing photos. I've never heard of that happening here. By all means, I've never heard it happening here. And I think our courts and our police and our ambulance service or ambulance service. But those, so when they turn up to those sorts of scenes, are Mm. they wearing their body cameras? I mean, would there be? Police would be. The images exist somewhere. And ambulance officers would certainly have their phones on them, but I've never heard of an ambulance officer taking a photo of a dead body and sharing it ever. Um, But this does happen in the States. Mm. And I I don't know why it's it's such, yeah, it's just insane. I've got some audio here from a story that aired on the CBS early show um, that I will play. And this is about another family goes for a little while, two minutes. We are turning now to a much more serious story uh, about a new shock for a grieving family in Georgia. First, their daughter is killed in a horrific car crash, and then the parents receive a graphic video of her just moments after that accident. It's a video that, in fact, had already been posted online. Jeff Glor has more on that story. I can't even imagine. Yeah, it is indeed hard to imagine. Erica, good morning to you. These parents already trying to recover from the shock and sadness of losing a daughter, and then this happened. A small wooden cross marks the spot where 23-year-old Dana Kempson Shack died last July 17th. It was a very violent, uh, very horrific crash. The mother of two lost control of her car and hit a row of trees just off Highway 1941 near Griffin, Georgia. The coroner told her parents Dana died instantly. But two and a half months later, the Kempsons' pain deepened immeasurably when they received a video on their cell phone, 30 seconds filled with graphic images of their daughter taken only moments after her death. It was bad enough that we lost our daughter. um, And now to have to deal with something like this is just... Uh, It's just beyond words. The video, it turns out, was taken by a first responder on his cell phone. It was shared with other firefighters and then shared again at a local bar. Soon the video went viral. Investigators say they don't believe any laws were broken in either the taking or sharing of the video. But that is small comfort for the Kempsons. When I close my eyes, it's not fair that that video it's what I see of my daughter. A, a law was broken, the law of common decency. Yeah. It's disgusting. Isn't it? So months after she died and they thought that she died instantly, they get this video. Oh, God. That says absolutely wow. otherwise. And it's taken by a firefighter. Ugh. So... In 2015, West Virginia State introduced a bill to make photographing a corpse illegal other than for certain legitimate purposes that mm-hmm. would allow um, police officers, I think it would be yeah, yeah, and things like that. The penalties range from $50 for a first offence to six months prison oh, for repeat offenders. No, that's not enough. There's also Kathy's Law, a 2012 New Jersey uh, law that bans first responders from sharing photos or videos of accident victims without their permission. Uh, the law was prompted by the case of Kathy Bates, a woman who died in a car accident. A photo of her was posted on Facebook 
um, before her family was even notified God. of her death. Um, however, there are people that want to challenge that law. Mm. Um, they believe photographing crime scenes is an art form. And there was, in further reading about this, I saw that they did a, an educational program with first responders about why they shouldn't do this. And one of the first responders said, well, how's it any different from any member of the public taking a photo? Well, I mean, there is that thing, if something is in the public domain, then it is, yeah, you but know, anyone could like have been there and seen it. You're a firefighter, though. Yes, it's different when it's them. And apart from anything, they should be doing what they can to fix yeah. the scene. Have you seen Shot in the Dark? There's yes. A, yeah, it's really interesting yeah. about the guy, the paparazzi. Yes. Well, they're not necessarily paps, but they're reporters and they go to crime yeah. scenes and stuff. But even they have a shred of decency. Yeah. They're careful not to, Correct. you know, d- What's the word? You know, violate the rights of someone. Yeah. Violate the decency of um, somebody who's been in an accident. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Do the right thing, please, people. Gross, Put right? Put your phone away. Although, I can't believe people are doing it. I can't believe ambulance officers and first responders are doing that. It's, Not here. But again, it's a, it's a difficult thing because remember when the Burke Street thing happened? Mm. And I remember soon after, because everyone was filming that on their phones. Mm. And the police pretty quickly after that were saying, if anyone has any footage that they filmed. Send it to us. Please send it to us. So at the same time. But, and that's yeah. happened on, on a few different instances where police have then asked for for that. But I think it's different when it's a mass murdering situation where hundreds of people were witness to if you drop dead on this couch now and yeah. an ambulance office walks in and takes your photo and starts sharing yeah, it online, yeah, yeah. I think that's different. Going look at the bee sting on her face. Yes. Yeah. Correct. I wonder if that was why they photographed him. Yep. Uh, I'm taking you back to Germany again. Yeah, why not? Oh, you're loving it. Mm. Well, I'm just in that zone at the moment. Okay. You're showing Aldo? off that accent. That's yeah. right. Uh, Adolf. <laughs> told you it was good yeah. once. That's right. <laughs> yeah, it's shown off. Uh, Adolf Ludwig Lüttgert, born in 1845 in Gutesloh in Germany. Uh, little side note, he was one of 16 children. I think my grandmother was like one of 14 or 15. Wow. Yeah. Pop, pop, pop. It's so he, a real workout. So he was born fourth and he had a twin brother. Yeah, but I was like, I'm one of three. I was the middle baby and I was born really soon after my older brother. Yeah. There's, I think I was. he was only 10 months old when mum got pregnant with me and my mum always said to me when I was younger that there was no goodness left in her. Oh, for me. Jesus. <laughs> I know. She denies it now, but she did say it. Um, so Adolf moved to Chicago, Illinois in the late 1870s and he found a job at the Union Hide and Leather Company. Mm-hmm. That would generally be a red flag for me. Leather. What's he going to do? The leather. Make mm. clothes out of people. Yeah. That's not what happens in this story, but okay. that was my first thought. Um, he then started up a successful sausage company, the A.L. Lutgert Sausage and Packing Company, and Adolf was known as the Sausage King of Chicago. That makes me more worried. Mm. Did you think of penises when I said it? No, I didn't think of penises. Oh. I thought of people becoming sausages. I don't like sausages because you can't trust them. I love sausages. You don't so. know what's in it. I don't give a shit. You it's don't know what's in anything. Up stuff. I love it. I eat sausages. Why does regularly. it need to be in that shape? Just have meat. Oh. Is it, is it the shape, the penis shape that bothers you? No, not really. I just oh. no, no. I don't like them because you can't trust them. 
You don't know what's in them. Just go and look in the deli cabinet or the meat cabinet, mm-hmm. how many different sausages there are. Yeah. There's, well, like, look at the ones that are light pink. Like, what is that? I'm so partial to a sausage. Mm. Nicholas is not. Like, I was very much brought up in a sausage household. Okay. I would see, yeah. Like, we would have sausages for dinner. Like, that was it. That was the thing. Sausage curry. Loved it. But now I'm older and I I can look at it with a more jaundiced eye. That's like spam, though. (laughs) Kieran bought spam the other day. When everyone was, like, panic buying, he went out and bought spam. Spam. And I said, you can eat that shit. I'm not (laughs) having it. And it was so disgusting. It's when you realize what's in it. Yeah, it's just fat and gristle and salt. (laughs) Mum used to do spam fritters for us when we were young. Fancy. She'd like dip slices of it in batter and fry mm. it, which is disgusting but nice at the same time. It's very salty. Okay, so uh, Adolf, the sausage king, he married Caroline Repke and they had two children together. But Caroline, oh, she died. Whoops, poor Caroline. After five years of marriage. I'm not dismissing it as nothing, but isn't that suspicious that she just died? Was there a special on sausages yep. after she died? There was. <laughs> no. Just wait, we'll get there. 12 for the price of six. Two months oh. later, huh? It was very quick, wasn't it? Two months later, Adolf married Louisa Bicknesi, and they had another four children. So there's six children now in total, but only three of them survived past the age of two. And then Louisa, the second wife, disappeared oh, on May the 1st. Yes, Kirsten. Yeah. If yeah. your wives are disappearing, it's an issue. That's right. So Adolf told the three surviving children that mum had gone to visit her sister and she didn't come home. So after a few days, though, Louise's brother, Diedrich Bicknese, Bicknese, Diedrich. Diedrich, Diedrich, reported her missing to the police. Adolf told the police that Louisa had run away with another man. He's making the story more exciting okay. now. So the police found out that Adolf had a history of domestic violence. He and Louisa fought a lot. And they also discovered that Adolf's business had some money trouble, the sausage mm-hmm. business. And he had been seeing a rich widow. Who Are people he... bringing back the sausages because they taste so funny? <laughs> not that... yet. Okay. Not yet, they're not. Okay. Uh, so he'd been seeing this rich woman and he wanted to marry her. But there was just this small problem that he was already married. Mm. So on the night that Louisa disappeared, at around about 10.30 at night, she had gone to the sausage factory with Adolf. This is not funny. I'm not lying. Adolf had so there <laughs> Why was. Why am I laughing? I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know. I'm laughing because you laughed. Okay. Adolf had sent the night watchman off to run some sort of an errand and then take the night off. But the night watchman was obviously a little bit suspicious, so he stuck around and he saw. Yep. Uh, Louisa and Adolf go into the factory together. So police looking for Louisa start their search at the last place she'd been seen and that was at the factory yeah they found receipts in the office for arsenic and potash that adolf had bought quite recently don't keep your receipts people are so dumb people do this all the time like those terrorists in melbourne that just kept all their receipts for the bomb making materials in case they want to take your tax return or go back what are you you keeping it for Our tech, uh, uh, actually, this, I was this a bomb material's not this, blowing up as quick this, as I was hoping. This was part of my work. <laughs> What's happening? <laughs> Why are you keeping the receipts? Like, just literally say no, no receipts. Thank you. Yeah, don't You'll want still to still be on the CCTV. I saw. Side note. Yeah. I can't remember what documentary I was watching. Something where this bloody idiot was. Mur- she murdered her husband or something. Yeah. She goes to buy tarps. Do you have a rewards card? Oh, my God. Oh, yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> Got to get 
free. That's thing. how they got her. The honey boo boo because stuff. they could see her on the CCTV, but they couldn't. I think they couldn't verify that it was her. But then they looked up the time of sale, and she had used her bloody rewards card. Mm. They got to get what they can get for free. It's like in Honey Boo Boo, where the, the whole house was full of all the coupon stuff. Did you ever see Honey Boo Boo? No. Are you joking? This is that little girl that grabs her fat, right? Yep. <laughs> That's the one. She's the best. And then there's like a spin-off. Mama June. Mama June was huge and fat, but then she Did lost she all this weight. And, no, she's still alive, but she's on drugs. Oh. Okay, so uh, the whole family are just terrible. They're just honey. Because okay. Honey Bear, I think, was a child molester, and they had to get wow. um, not pudding. What was her name? I've forgotten. What? Who's Honey Bear? Away. Honey Bear was the partner of uh, Mama June. And Honey Boo Boo's the youngest daughter. Jesus. And then all the other girls had names like, you know, Pumpkin and wild. things like that. Pumpkin, I think he was molested. Oh, I don't know. Uh, depraved. Terrible. Um, okay. So they found these receipts that yep. he'd bought, um, which led them to suspect that he had killed Louisa, boiled her in lye and dumped her body in a factory furnace. So they searched the furnace and they found some burned sausages. Yep. And some human remains. Yeah. And there were two of Louisa's rings, including one that had the initials LL engraved on it. There were some bone fragments that were identified as metatarsal bones, which I think that's a foot, isn't it? Mm, not uh, sure. A toe phalanx, rib bones, and the head of a human oh, female. Oh, well, that, there you go. Mm-hmm. So Adolf was still claiming that he was innocent, but he was arrested, put on trial. I was about to Google, but once you said you had the head, I was not Googling Yeah, no, it's her. Uh, so the news of the trial became public, and then rumours started to spread that Adolf had actually turned Louisa into sausage and sold the sausage to his customer. That uh, that rumour was spread by a Chanel, Chanel Vella who lived in the town, but it wasn't true. She was just doing it because she did a ye olde podcast in 18, whatever it was. Correct. That's right. So his murder trial started at the end of August in 1897, and they brought the bones and the ring into the court and one of the grinders from the sausage factory. They were presented as evidence, and the defence claimed that people had still seen Louisa alive around the United States. In fact, there were 12 different reportings of her, but none of them checked out. Um, they reported in the papers that Adolf seemed unconcerned and overly confident that he would be found innocent. The case was one of the first trials that was really widely covered by the media. Newspapers from Chicago would report on it daily, and some of the reporters would even try and eavesdrop on the jury while they were deliberating. What? That's just how journos worked in those days. It was you, you know, couldn't do that now. They're taken to secret rooms. Yeah, you can't get to them. Sometimes you see them because they don't walk in and out the front door. They go through side rooms side doors to get in and out. Oh, do they? Yeah, but they're always accompanied by a minder. So they look like Uh. an adult excursion. (laughs) (laughs) So if you're ever around the court precinct and you see like what looks like an adult excursion, it's probably a jury. Oh. Yeah. That would be fun to see. It just reminded me of Madeline. I sometimes used to, like if I was covering a trial and I'd see that jury, I'd look to see who's friends. Oh, because sometimes they take them out into this. The Supreme Court in Victoria is a it's a hexagon. Yeah, that's the shape, and there's a courtyard in the middle. Mm. And so sometimes they go there if they have smoke breaks, like if they if some of the oh. juries, yeah, the jurors are smokers. And I used to, I used to watch to see who's clicky with who, how many little clicks are there within the the twelve. You're going to be good at the politics round. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, So the jury couldn't reach a unanimous verdict, Mm -hmm. so the case was retried in January of 1898 at the same courthouse. This time, the jury came to a unanimous decision that Adolf Lutgaard was guilty. Guilty. 
and he was convicted and sentenced to life in prison where he died after a year and a half. And apparently the... Year and a half? Yeah. Well, he got, must have got sick or something. I yeah, don't know. Okay. The Lutka, it's a sausage factory, apparently still stands. There was what? a fire there in 1904, but it only burned on the inside of the building. So it's been turned into residential condominiums. Delightful. What? It's still there. Should we do some feedbacks? Yes. Feedback. Okay. Chanel. Oh, no. Is this going to say something? I don't know. I don't know. They're all in random order. Hi, DD, Chanel, and Kirst. Mm. A quick note to say that I love your podcast, and there are so many elements that really resonate with me, two in particular. Number one, my husband lives in complete fear that I'm going to kill him one day. Yeah. He knows that I have a multitude of different techniques stored in my mind, ready to be utilized (laughs) if he ever crosses me. (laughs) Sounds like someone I know. Yeah, I do. Um, He's actually been delaying updating his life insurance policy (laughs) since we got married and had a baby because of this not entirely irrational. Mm. That's it's sensible. Nicholas sometimes thinks that he can tell me what to do. <laughs> he sometimes thinks that that's You're a thing. strong, independent and, woman. And I go, oh, I actually forgot to tell you. Um, I don't know if you know this or not, but I'm going to do whatever I want. <laughs> and then he goes, how many times a day do you reckon I have to hear that? And I go, as many times as you try yeah. to tell me what to do. Learn a lesson, boy. Yeah. He yeah. laughs, but I think it's a scared laugh as well at the same like time. Like a nervous laugh. Yeah. yeah. You have to keep the you have to keep your partner on their feet. You know, yeah. just um, two. Oh, I lost my golden retriever cookie a oh, couple no. of years ago. Keep going. She was 13, nine months, and I still cry about her. Cookie. I have her paw prints tattooed on me. She was Aww. my soulmate over and above my husband, without a doubt. Yep. This is probably why he's so confident that I could easily do away with him yeah. without thinking twice about it. Yep, I'm hearing you. Dee I always loved hearing you talk about Harvey, and I hope that you never stop thinking about him and telling stories about him. Mm. I know that Cookie will lend a helping paw to Harvey to help Aww. him settle in when they meet. Yes. Goldens, in brackets, and all dogs in general, actually, are truly the best people ever. My thoughts are with you and your family. Oh, that's so sweet. Thank you. The absolute They're nicest together. things of, of all to three of you. To all three of you, I love your stuff, and I'm already waiting impatiently for next Monday. Oh, look, settle now. down, settle down. <laughs> it's That's true, nice. though. Harvey and Cookie. Yeah. yeah cute. I tell Bruce things that I don't tell anyone. You've told me that, and you've told him he's going to break your heart. Yeah. He's going to put me One in hospital, day. that dog. I what? will go to Why hospital. Why will he put you in hospital? Because when he passes, I will. my heart will be broken oh, into a okay. thousand gotcha. pieces. He will put me in hospital, that dog. Uh, I'll do one short one and then we'll be done. Hang on, I'm just looking for a little one. Uh, this is from Megan. Yep. I'm fairly new to the Dead Bodies podcast and loving it. Currently up to episode 39. Just need to tell Nicole to get fucked. <laughs> there are plenty of murder-style podcasts that simply read out stories <laughs> verbatim, brackets, yawn. Perhaps Nicole can fuck off and listen to those. <laughs> <I think. laughs> the reason we love, love your it. podcast is because of the humanity and humour. Never stop. Also, do you have a Patreon page? I support many podcast creators to keep uh, this way to keep them ad free. I'd be delighted to sling a few dollars. Oh, that's lovely. Your way each month. Thank you, Megan. Um, we don't. We don't do it. What we is don't. That? Well, it's you can have people like sponsor you. You know, pay money for episodes, but we do it for fun and we do it for free. We do. It's very kind of you to We're offer. We're fun and free. 
And we're just not organised to work out how to charge you for this crowd. Why no, we're not. For this, it would just be wouldn't. another thing that we have to Kirsten, do. Kirsten, stop laughing. I still have to pay Kirsten for our SoundCloud thing, and I haven't worked out how much money. I... Kirsten, can you just send me a total of how much money I owe you? <laughs> I can't bill. work it out. Just send me a number. You could send me any number. I won't even double check it. So pay just add a little something on and there for you. And just pay her in bottle oh tops God. or something. Yeah. No. It's just, yes. I can't work it out. I can't. My life is in disarray. It's okay. It is a mess. Like, not your life, but the, the setup that we've got is a mess. Yes. It is. We're a mess, but we're a hot mess. We're a mess. You can email us, deadbodiespodcast at gmail.com. Dead Bodies is created by D.D. Dunleavy and Chanel Vela and produced by Kirsten Lim Howe. Contact us at deadbodiespodcast at gmail.com.